0: Hello, everyone. I'm your host, April Hanna, and this is the Path 11 Podcast. Just a reminder, we are offering access to all of our archive shows, which is well over 100 hours of content, and new bonus shows such as the Virtual Book Club, Food for Thought Friday, and the Two Minute Tuesday, all for just $3.99 a month. Think about it, guys. That's less than the cost of a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Sign up for premium for just $3.99 a month. Now let's get to this week's show. Today, I'm going to be speaking to Raul Estevez. He is an award-winning professional educator receiving the Vice Chancellor's Award for Teaching Excellence in the year 2000 at Victoria University in Melbourne, Australia. He is an international educator, trainer, psychic and spiritual healer and online TV host who has offered guidance, healing and mentorship to people worldwide. He holds a Master of Education from Melbourne University, as well as Quantum Bioenergetics Advanced Facilitator, and is a certified angel card reader and flower therapy healer by Doreen Virtue and Robert Reeves. He is also a full member of the International Institute for Complementary Therapists. And we're going to be talking about Raul's first book, My Angel's Connections, and I would like to welcome him to our show. Welcome, Raul.
1: Thank you so much, April, for this opportunity to talk to you and to reach out to your listeners.
0: Yes, thank you. It's actually, of course, the timing of this is quite (laughs) wonderful for me personally. And it just kind of dawned on me because I am actually taking an angelic Reiki training at the end of this month in October. And, uh, you know, reading your book and just getting some of the messages, I just thought, oh, yeah, the angels are speaking to me as well. So this uh, interview is coming at a really cool time. So I'm excited to do this.
1: That's brilliant because it's what I usually say, angelic synchronicities.
0: Yes, very very much so. So I'd like you to begin to tell our listeners about how Archangel Michael uh, came into your life at around age eight.
1: Yes, that was, um, you know, firstly, when you're a child, you don't put any barriers to things that are actually happening to you. Uh, Majority of children usually embrace anything that will happen to them. And that's exactly what happened to me. As people will read um, in the book, My Angels Connections, uh, I was just truly crossing uh, from uh, one fence from the neighbors to my place. And I just fell really hard on the ground and I hit my head really hard and uh, And I heard a voice and he said, hi, Raoul, my name is Michael, please don't be afraid. And I have here with me a friend of mine that is called Rafael and we're going to help you just follow the guidance and you'll be all right. And well, long story short, I am all right because I am here talking to you. And because I didn't put any barriers and since age eight, they kept on talking to me. Um, but it was at that age, I'm 53 years old, so it's, it's a little while ago that that happened. In those days, and I was still living in South America, it wasn't all that cool to go outside and talk to other kids about angels or so my <laughs> late grandmother and my late mother said, just let's keep this to ourselves. Mm. And the opportunity later on in life arose for me to write um this book that I hold really dear to my heart and put that story in there to say to children and to adults alike, um, yes, listen with an open heart because they will talk to you.
0: Yes. And um, I have to say, I learned something new from your book, and it has to do with the number 13. So the number 13 has always followed me throughout my life, and my grandmother had a superstition that 13 was unlucky because, unfortunately, Mm. her husband died on Friday the 13th. So you could imagine how horrified she was when I came home from school one day (laughs) with the soccer jersey number
1: 13. uh,
0: I know. So she was just devastated. You're going to take that jersey back. And I said, absolutely (laughs) not. This number is going to be lucky for me. Mm -hmm. And I actually read your book book three times um, because I have so many books. So usually when I get them from authors, I try to use Mm. my intuition and I I will skim and go to a chapter that calls to me. So, of course, I went to chapter 11 and 13 first because Mm -hmm. 11 is significant with our Path 11 productions and 13 personally for me. And I had noticed when I went back to read the book the second time that you had put in, in there the reason why you put in 13 chapters. And I had never known this, but you had said the number 13 means that the Ascended Masters, with a female energy, are with us all, reassuring us that we are moving in the right direction and to re- remain positive in order to achieve our desired outcome, with faith in order to manifest all that we desire. This is the reason why you chose to include 13 stories.
1: Correct. And um, and I remember writing my 12th story, and Archangel Michael saying, no, 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 there needs to be one more, there needs to be thirteen. And then at that point in time, that number 13 came along through Archangel Metatron and that final message, that final story came about. But true, the number 13, so many people are are afraid of it. And and I will say... um, the story of your grandmother that I understand because that's the way that grew, we grew up, Friday the 13th, oh my God, and all those movies that come out about Friday the 13th. And for many people throughout this lifetime, it's been an unlucky number, but as you read out of the book, that excerpt, that it actually explains it's about the female ascended master, that female energy that it actually, we have, um, whether you are male or female, we have that duality, we have that male and female energy within us and is to invoke that and to embrace that and to say there's nothing wrong with the number 13 and in the case of your grandfather that passed away on a Friday the 13th there's another story in, in my book The My Angels Connections that I talk about life's graduation and that's exactly what actually took place for him he was graduating and what a beautiful day to graduate on a friday the 13th although your grandma perhaps couldn't understand that because to her was a major loss but i see it as something so wonderful
0: Yes, I would. I would agree as well. Um, I'd also like you to give a little more background to our listeners of how you really kind of got into connecting with the angels. I know that they were with you at a very young age, but it Mm. also seems that you went on as an adult to really have quite an amazing um, background in history. And you were able to travel around the world for more than 30 years um, Mm. as an educator and trainer. And I was wondering if you can kind of bring our listeners through your journey a little bit and maybe also bring them through the year of 2014 when you actually had your life um, under some threat and Mm. again, reconnected with the angels.
1: Mm. Listen, the angels have been with me even when I didn't want them. (laughs) They were always there (laughs) and they're always knocking at my door and telling me we are here. You just need to open up your heart and listen. And as you mentioned um, I was extremely, extremely fortunate to travel around the world. And long story short, when we first came into Australia, I was offered a job uh, at a hotel in Sydney, Australia. And I was offered the job to clean toilets and vacuum carpets. And I embraced that job with wholeheartedly, really. My family was totally um, in shock because I never done anything like it at home, let alone do it in a five-star hotel. And, and that was something that I was guided to do. And I was in that when you feel in the zone, when you feel in the flow and you know that it's going to take you there. And I remember saying to my late grandmother a long time ago, Grandma, I'm going to be a citizen of the world. And Australia became the base uh, where I actually catapulted uh, internationally, first in hotels and later on in life and education. And, and it was... Yeah, it was amazing that I was able to touch people's lives around the world by being guided by the angels. But then society tells you, oh, that's really silly. What are you talking about? And la, 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 la. And you're hearing all of this and you're going to university and everything has to be, uh, it has to be, um, evidence, and it has to be empirical evidence, and you need to be able to prove it, and you're need you nobody until you quote somebody from somebody's book that it actually backs up your initial thought, and there's no such a thing as an original thought, and you're bombarded by all of this. But I remember um, one of my employers at the time said, Raul, I wanted to send you back to university and learn about education and so forth, and we're going to pay for it so long as you get above average marks, below average marks you pay. So I was working full time, and um, going to university on a Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 9.30 p.m., doing all of my lectures, studying in the evenings, assignment on weekends. For two and a half, three years, my life wasn't mine. It was just focusing on that. But I remember clearly, April, walking into Melbourne University, and. For the listeners, if you if you really want to Google, you can Google that. Uh, you can go to Melbourne University website and see the logo. And I walked in into this university to find this amazing huge shield logo showing me an angel on flight. And that's the logo of Melbourne University up until today, since the inception more than 150 years ago, an angel on flight. And I just thought, my goodness, I got Shiva's even now talking to you because it was a clear indication that that's what I needed to be. That doesn't mean that the angels are gonna say to me, hey, Roll, brilliant, you saw it. Now go home and in about three years time, we'll send you a degree. It doesn't <laughs> quite work that way. You still need to go to university. You need to go through the trials and tribulations and study and exams and papers and so on and so forth in order to achieve and to manifest that. But they were there. And although um, you have to go through all those, uh, sometimes when you present a thesis, the the argument of a thesis and and try to justify why you wrote what you wrote to a, a committee of academics. And I remember talking about angels and somebody said, well, it's rubbish. And I just flashed onto the screen, the logo of the university. And there were other people in the room that there were students listening to the to the argument of my thesis and they started clapping. And I just <laughs> thought, okay, even if I failed, you know what, I want the people to vote here. <laughs> so thank you, angels.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a great story. <laughs> so what happened back in uh, 2014? That was quite an interesting story to read in your book.
1: Yeah, it was. And, and you know, that's that's a story that it was the catalyst to the book. Um, right. I took the time to write this book for a long time and, and to put different chapters in place. And I was trying to keep it as simple as I could and very short stories so people will actually get the little gems that they need out of that without having to read hundreds of pages. And that year well the year before i accepted a job i did a couple of projects in the in the maldives and i accepted a job in a in a resort in the maldives at the time and i went with the best of intentions to uh, help people learn because that's that's why i'm and that's what i do Uh, people said oh but you're a teacher Yes, sure, I am a qualified teacher, but I don't consider myself a teacher, I consider myself somebody that helps people learn. When you put yourself in that realm, you are part of the circle, you are part of the picture, you don't put yourself in a pedestal. You are part of that learning environment rather than just being the one directing it. And I went in with all the great intentions and it lasted for about a year, but. In the country that was at at the time, industrial relations law wasn't probably all that clear. And people wanted a raise in wages, and that wasn't forthcoming, and the company wasn't agreeing to it. And the only way that they saw fit uh, was to actually um, really attack and put lives into a position of being threatened by them, Um and we have to flee in the middle of the night, the island to get out of the island and and go to another truly deserted island that was only a shack there to to keep us to keep us safe, and yeah, it was. I guess it is still a little bit hard to actually talk about. It, it was perhaps a little bit easier to put it on the page of a book, um, because you can actually conceptualize that on paper easier than than you can. Um, you can put it in words when talking, but it, it changed my life. But it was a way, I usually say, the angels will send you a feather, a brick, or perhaps the semi-trailer. And I missed the feather. I perhaps got the brick on my head and I went, ouch, but I thought I need to continue going. And then I just got the semi-trailer. And it was truly the angels saying, I think it's time for you to stop. I was traveling around the world a lot. Uh, sometimes I will only spend two, three weeks at home and flying out for six, eight, uh, sometimes 12 weeks at the time outside of Australia. And and that, although it was a wonderful life and it was an amazing life, and I'm glad that I lived the dream that I always wanted to a stop. And I obviously wasn't ready to stop on my own terms. And the angels said, okay, we need to put a final stop. Without putting me in total danger, um, they guided me because I remember as I was fleeing my apartment through the island to get to where I needed to go to get to that safety boat. Um, yes, I just remember Archangel Michael talking to me saying, OK, Raul, walk briskly, but don't run, because if you fall and hurt yourself, I won't be able to help you. So I listened to that in a voice. And despite being in a state of terror, really, because that's what I was, um, I reached that that area where I could actually get on that boat and and go to safety. But when I returned back home, it was about trying to find that inner light that has almost extinguished. And and I was in a place kind of like, what am I going to do? And who am I? And why is all this happening to me? And you go into that place of the poor me, poor me, poor me. And I seek um, professional help, and I got that help, and I'm still continuing with that. But it's that idea of coming to terms that your life is not what it used to be, and it was a pivotal point in my life that that happened, and I cannot undo that. It has taken place. Um, but I read a quote not long ago that somebody said, when something tremendous like that happens, you need to really walk and work through the emotions. And it's the idea of um, let it hurt, let it bleed, let it heal, and then let it go. It's it's still a process. And you need to acknowledge the scar and let go, perhaps, of the pain and move forward with the lessons learned. But the angels never left me. They were there by my side, although at times I felt totally alone. Um, when I felt the poor me, I've also felt the angel saying, hey, we're here. You're not alone. We're guiding you to where you need to be. And this is a new chapter in your life. And you know what, April, without that experience, uh, in hindsight, um, I wouldn't have been able to write this book and my second book and now uh, on my way of publishing my, my Oracle cards that it will come out only in 2018. So the new chapter is beautiful. Um, But that chapter was quite poignant in my life.
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing that beautiful story. Um, You know, one of the things that kind of touches my heart when you talk about it is, you know, like you were saying, you were in you know, a situation where there was probably some sheer terror and panic and probably a lot of fight or flight going on, yet you really put some faith and ability in trusting that voice and listening, whereas the natural, even like biological instinct might have been to have run. And it just, uh, I just think that it's beautiful that there was just so much kind of patience and trust in that, that very scary moment that you put into the angels that that's really phenomenal to me.
1: Thank you. And yes, it was. But the the fight and flight situation did happen and did happen in my mind, in my body. But yes, as you said, then you actually, you open your heart and you listen. And then you say, OK, well, I listened to you before. So why will not I listen to you again? Right. And that's what I say to people. Listen to that in a voice. And sometimes it is your own voice talking to you. And the angels will always say to me, we talk to people sometimes in their own voice because we don't want to freak them out. Uh, <laughs> otherwise people will freak out saying, oh my God, I'm going bonkers. I need to, I don't know, go and see a psychiatrist. So they talk to you in your own voice. I got used to listening to different voices now when I communicate with them. and. I'm okay with that. I don't get afraid that I'm not, that I'm not going crazy. But not everybody's the same. The only thing that I would say to people in a situation that you are in a state of perhaps going into that, uh, yeah, that state of fear that you think, oh my God, what am I going to do? Well, just simply put your right hand onto your heart chakra, drop into your heart and breathe three times and then listen. And you will see that a voice will come and tell you what to do to remain calm and to find a way out. Because when you are go into sheer panic or terror, you're not going to be able to see the way out and you need to be able to find it. And the only way to find it is to truly just drop into your heart.
0: Yes, that's a wonderful message for people to remember. And, you know, I I usually tell my clients, too, when they are going through difficult times, sometimes it really can be so hard to understand in some of the difficult aspects of life and situations that happen, Um, to us to really think that there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel and you know here you are like you said in hindsight you're able to look back and look at all of the things that have come from that and that's a message too that i would like our listeners to hold on to that if they are going through a difficult time right now that there usually is as one of my teachers have said there's usually a gift in the pain
1: (laughs) yes indeed i agree with that Uh, although the pain may not be fun at the time, and you may not see the gift at the time at all, to you, you're in a a state of suffering, and that's all you see. But um, soon enough, it will be revealed.
0: Yes, exactly. I was also hoping um, you could talk a little bit about in some of your chapters, you make mention of uh, working through some um, illness or, or pain or some physical stuff that you had gone through. And, you know, I know that, there's a lot of people out there who are probably battling injuries or who are in chronic mm. physical pain. And there was also really great messages from the angels about not going into battle with the illness, but mm. sending love to it. And I was hoping mm. that you could talk more about that.
1: Yes, <coughs> pardon me. The angels at the time actually said to me, uh, we see at this point in time, in this in this linear time, 2017, Um, so many news broadcasts that people, um, particularly news broadcasters, they keep on saying, so-and-so lost the battle to cancer and -and so-and-so lost this battle to this illness or whatever it may be. And we're putting ourselves in a state of, of war, in a state of fear, in a state of trying to battle something rather than trying to embrace whatever it is that we are suffering from. What the angels always say is, we created angels on earth. So please seek out your medical doctors, your oncologists. Those are people that were created to be down here on earth to help us. So don't be afraid of seeing an alternative practitioner, your oncologist, whatever it is that you are guided to do follow that advice but don't go into war don't go into battle because as i usually say what goes around comes around so you might as well send love because then love will be returned to you and let's remember that i have no idea what it's like um, to suffer from cancer because i've never been through that i only saw my mother die of it but is that idea that the more that we send love, the more that we're going to receive the help that we need. And and a little exercise that I will give to, to, to listeners out there is create what I call an angel box. Pick up a nice little box that you have at home, print some little pictures of angels, put it in the lid of the box, and inside, put little notes with the date and the time, if you want, asking the angels to guide you to the best doctor, to the best specialist, to the best chronic pain um, expert that will be able to help you with whatever ailment you are suffering from in order to get you to where you need to be for your highest good. And you will see how amazing that little angel box works for you because what you're doing is angels will not interfere with our free will. So if we don't ask for help, there will be just the on the background waiting for us to ask them. By putting that little message on the box, you are not only asking them, but you're giving them permission to go behind the scenes and align people, places, and situations for your highest good. Three years ago, I needed to have an operation and every specialist I went to see, they said, oh, you have to be on a waiting list, la 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 la. I put that on an angel box of mine and Less than a week later, I got a call from a friend saying, hey, Raul, have you heard of this specialist? Give them a call. I called, made an appointment, and then after the appointment, a week later, uh, the hospital called me saying, "Uh, could you come in on this date? And I was saying, oh, is that for another appointment? No, 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 for your operation. So within a month of me putting that message on the angel box, the angels were behind the scene, work their magic, align people, places, and situations for me, to receive what I needed to receive for my highest good so I didn't have to wait another year for that operation. So what I always say, believe in angels because they do believe in you.
0: Yeah, I'd also like to ask you a couple of questions about free will, how you said um, angels won't intervene with your free will unless you ask them to. And I actually was just having a conversation with a client this morning and we were kind of, you know, playing with with the concept of free will because he had heard, heard at his church that everything is divinely guided and planned. And he said to me, but what about free will? How could every moment of my life really be you know, planned already when I have the ability to exercise free will. So what would you say to people maybe who do believe that everything is already planned out and that there is no such thing as free will? And
1: in, my, yes, in my opinion, yes, we all come in with a contract sign that said, OK, this from in this lifetime, this is what's going to occur. But it's it's a plan yes and all plans at times they need tweaking and they need revisiting on goals on aims that we would like to achieve and that's what life is all about we are souls living a human experience and as such we are beings that we are given that sense of free will Um, we can all do good but we can all do bad what is it that you choose to do And at the end of the day, it's a choice. And the angels may guide you, but at the end of it all, it's you taking care of yourself as well as taking care of others. But uh, I'm a strong advocate of of free will because when people talk about manifestation— Oh, So many people around the world, it, manifestation has become the buzzword at the moment. And manifestation is simply you believing in yourself and taking every single step forward, making certain that it's taking you closer to your goal. And I always say a friend of mine, um, Tara Spackman from Western Australia, she has a phrase that I coined as well. And it says, remain a grounded dreamer. Dream big, but also be grounded down here on Earth. And down here on Earth, we have the free will to do whatever we want to do. Yes? But in the end, it's up to you. What is it that you would like to become? But nobody's is going to hand you... Anything on your hand unless you put some work into it. Like I was talking about my degree before, no one gives you a degree just for enrolling at university. You need to go through that, and that's your free will saying, Okay, I'm going to study, I'm going to go through this. All at times to say, No, this is not for me. I'm just going to drop this now and move on to something else. And angels will guide you if you let them, and angels will actually align. People and places and situations for you to fulfill that free will. But in the end, it's entirely up to the individual.
0: Yeah, and when I read uh, parts of that in your book, it reminded me of the saying uh, ask and you shall receive.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, But in order to receive, that's some steps that we need to go through.
0: Right. Yeah, and I, I really like your, your um, your saying there. Can you say that again? To be a grounded, what what was it? One more time.
1: Um, yes. Um, dream big, but be a grounded dreamer, because to explain that a little bit more, ambition to be an amazing singer or an amazing brain surgeon, but perhaps you haven't got the skills, and perhaps the skills are not they much in your wish. So then you really need to find. What is it that you really want to do, but that you are able to actually be the best at it without trying to be forced into a pathway because of what, being, what we've been bombarded by society and parents and everybody else that tells you, this is who you need to be. Who is it that you need to be? Be a grounded dreamer, but also just wishing to be a brain surgeon doesn't make you one.
0: Right. <laughs> and I hope not. <laughs> you have to put some work into it. <laughs> yeah, but it's with everything, and
1: that's what sometimes I say to people, um, That so many people that I listen to, and they said, oh, well, but I do this, and this is a gift that it was given to me, and you don't need to have any qualifications. And I usually say, well, hmm. I wouldn't go to a brain surgeon that hasn't got any qualifications. I wouldn't want to be educated by a teacher that wasn't qualified. So that's... There's an argument to say, "Yes you may have the gift, and I get that, but there's also um, a reason why many different areas for us for us to train, even as alternative healers there's so much training that can be done that will only enhance perhaps the gift that you got and the knowledge and the skills that you have at this point in time and take you to a to a better level and to a higher level
0: yes, I would agree. Um, and I have another question about the book, but then I'd also like to talk about some of the other services that you offer, uh, while we have you. Um, I was curious to know when you wrote this book, did you sit in meditation, ask the angels for guidance? Was this a book that was channeled by them? And what was the process?
1: <laughs> the process was, uh, Shia, blood, sweat and tears and lots of pain, um, because the the, the book coming together was after I returned from that horrific experience of mine in 2014. And, and as I said to you, I was trying to find my inner light again, that it was down to the pilot light on a gas heater. It was down to that little shimmer there that I was trying to reconnect with again. And it was, it was summertime here in Australia, so I was sitting out doors in my garden meditating many a times they will come and they will tell me okay write this um when I started writing an Archangel Michael said to me Raul put it in a book and I said to him who am I to write a book and he said to me for crying out loud you went to university you wrote a thesis you defended that thesis and now you're telling me who are you to write a book get on with it and Mm -hmm. he's the one (laughs) he's the type of archangel that is the the non-nonsense it's all like just you know what there's other people that they will say, poor you, poor you, no, no more, just get on with it. And I started writing chapter by chapter, story by story, some of them were personal and some of them were truly channeled by them saying, this is what we would like people to hear about or for you to talk about. And and that's the that's way that actually the book came about. Uh, and at times it was, yes, When I talk about meditation, it could be just quietly sitting in the garden and looking at a tree and simply observing how beautiful that single leaf that I'm paying attention to is. And through that, um, get messages and get an idea to write uh, a story that will actually be included in the book later on. But to me, it was a matter of, yes, opening up, truly let it bleed, let it heal, and then starting to to go through the letting go by, by writing about it and by sharing the stories with people. And the main message for me was to say, I wanted people, when they read any particular story, to say, I'm not alone. There's somebody else that believes in angels. There's somebody else that has these feelings. There's somebody else that feels this energy. Uh, And that was something quite important to me. That's why I've also put lots of colors. Every page and every story has a different color because that's what I see when I communicate with angels. Um, Although we tend to identify the angels like a beautiful human being with wings and feathery wings, In essence, what they are, they are beings of energy. And what I see when I communicate with them is that energy and those colors that I put there on the pages of the book. And that's another way of the reader immersing themselves not only in the story, but the energy that that color actually brings for them to to really connect at a soul level. And that was truly the full idea of this little book of mine.
0: Yeah, the book really is beautiful. And, you know, I have to say, I I do get the chance to read quite a few books uh, throughout the year with all of the authors that we interview. And one of the things that I've been learning through this podcast process is that every book carries a different energy. It's so interesting to me. And uh, one of the things that I immediately felt, and it was specifically also on chapter five, um, you know, the feelings that I got from the energy of this book were warmth Uh, and comfort and that I just it was just beautiful there was just almost as if the book was just giving me a nice warm hug but there was a lot of comfort in all of the chapters um, and just a very warm feeling and almost a feeling of ah it's going to be okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I'm so pleased to hear that thank you so much your comment truly touches my heart because that was the full intention of it all Um, that idea of yes giving you a warm hug through the pages, through the words, through the energy, through the colors, that idea to say, hey, you know what, you're gonna be okay. Um, I've been through situations that perhaps were not something that I envisaged for myself in this lifetime, but they were little gems, little diamonds, little lessons for me to carry forward. And in all honesty, um, And I can say this today, although I'm still dealing with many different health issues, um, I would say I'm grateful for that experience in 2014 that got me to write this book and that got me to be talking to you, April, today and sharing this with your listeners. Otherwise, none of this would have happened.
0: Right. And that that really is like the magic in in all of this sometimes. So I'm 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 sorry that you had to go through it, but I'm very grateful to be here with you today, speaking with you and having the opportunity to be touched by this book and those feelings that I felt. So job well done, because that's how I felt when I read this book. Um, Definitely. That's what came through to me.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. so uh, and just switching gears a little bit, I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you a little bit more about the quantum bioenergetics balancing technique. Okay. That's probably a whole podcast in itself, but <laughs> I'm curious to know. Um, I don't think that I've ever heard of that before, and how do you use that, and do the okay. angels also help you with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. The angels are always there. They're always guiding, and they were the one guiding me to this. The reason that I came into the quantum bioenergetic balancing technique um I was, many years ago, I think it was 2007 or 8, uh, I couldn't sleep one night and I just went to the lounge, turned on the television and there was this program there that somebody was talking about this uh, very technique, quantum bioenergetics. And, um, and I thought, oh my God. And I kept on watching and seeing what it was all about and having a look at the technique and I thought... I need to learn that. I don't know why, but I've been told that I need to learn that and I'll be using it in the future. And I went and I did quite a few courses and I became an advanced facilitator in order to give the listeners an idea. um, It's truly about connecting with a quantum energy that we all have within our body, that, that vibrational energy. And it's then balancing perhaps if we look at ourselves at the seven energetic chakras and then seeing where each one of those are out of alignment. And your client could like that be in front of you on a massage table, just there quietly with their eyes closed, or it could be done remotely. I've got clients worldwide that I do that remotely. I'm only asking them to be at the same time laying on bed laying in their beds, and then I can actually just walk around my massage table here in my studio and do that technique. And very much imagine, i like you to imagine both hands apart like a little crystal ball, and then you are pulling on the energy, and you're feeling that little wave. And the more that you pull out, the more you feel that that wave is like a rubber band. The important thing is not to let the rubber band snap, otherwise you're gonna give a lot of pain to the person. So it's that idea of drawing the energy and bringing whatever area needs into the body back into alignment. And that way, the person will have those frequencies being tweaked about after the session for about seven days, it keeps on working within their own system uh, until they just fade away. Uh, But it's about giving the client an opportunity to tune in with that frequency and allow the body to start realigning and in essence healing themselves.
0: Wow. Yeah, that, that reminds me a little bit of my Reiki training where we learned uh, how to give a distance healing. And once you begin to understand energy and how healing works, you realize that you really don't need to touch a person, you don't need to be in the same room, no. that you really can, you know, work work at a distance. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. So, and then the other thing that you provide are angel card readings, and I'm glad that you mentioned that your oracle card is coming out in 2018. Because so I went to your website, mm. I wanted to buy them. I'm like, where are they? What do they look like? I couldn't find them, so I guess no, they're not, not out sure, no. yet. Yeah. So you were um, trained.
1: They were, oh, go ahead. Sorry, they were they were meant to come out for this Christmas period, but you know, circumstances, uh, things didn't quite align, and the angels were saying, "Hey, you know what? No big deal." If, you, if I was doing this probably seven years ago, I would have been freaking out. And this time around, okay, well, there's not enough time to go to the printers and to come out. And, and I just want the cards to be beautiful and to be as perfect as they could be uh, without having to be rushing around. And I thought, okay, fine. This Christmas period, is, they're not going to be out. That, I'm okay with it. I'm okay to go into the new year and just launch them then.
0: I, Mike and I know that timing schedule all too well. And with the three <laughs> films that we put out, we had these deadlines and, you know, these times and dates when we wanted to get them out. And I truly believe that, you know, that we are just facilitators facilitating this information and that, you yeah. know, our guides kind of said, no, there's a time and it's going to be on our time. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So, well, I am definitely looking forward to um to seeing those cards and and you know using those decks in my own practice and I know that you were trained by Doreen Virtue um yes. Radley Valentine we had Radley on our show before and you also offer angel card readings.
1: Hmm. I was yeah, I was very fortunate to train with Doreen and Radley Valentine, Doreen Virtue, Radley Valentine in Australia when they came to Australia. And I did face-to-face training with them. And yeah, rugby is a is a hood. It's extremely funny. Yeah. Um, uh, extremely knowledgeable as well and and really well connected to the angelic realm. And so so is there in virtue. And I was um, very pleased and they um, they did readings for me personally and they gifted me cards and I got them here, that old sign. And I'm forever grateful to them because and Doreen Birch was the one that actually pushed me to say, come on, Raul, write this book, get on with it as well. And it was kind of like that final push that got me, got me off the line. And I ended up finding the right publisher. I couldn't find something, somebody that will resonate with me. And and I was extremely grateful to the angels and the universe that they they guided me to White Light Publishing House. That, um they publish my angels' connections, and then my children's book, "My Little Angels," talk to me, and now uh, this beautiful set of oracle cards. And just to give you a, a little bit of a teaser, um, they're going to be beautiful, and they're beautifully illustrated by my friend and illustrator Sonia Daru, that has done every book for me, and now the cards. And they will be that deck is going to be five decks in one. Wow, and and I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that <laughs> because it's something that it hasn't been done in the marketplace, and because they haven't been released, um, I don't want to say anymore. But yes, you will be able to have five decks in one.
0: Well, thanks for teasing us. That definitely was a tease. (laughs) Very cool. Okay, I'm excited. Excited to see that. Um, The other thing I just wanted to mention, just because, you know, obviously you've been working with the angels a little bit longer than I have, but one of the things that I've noticed in my relationship with them, I wanted to see if you get the same thing. When you were talking about Archangel Michael, you said that he's very direct. And sometimes when I'm working with my own clients, there really is a difference in energy with spirit guides and angels and other entities that come you know to work in the sessions and what i have found more recently in the past couple of years is when the angels enter the sessions they are very direct almost uh, you know i tease them a little bit almost bossy to the point of do this do that and they give me it's so clear the energy that they give that i always know that it's an angel presence do you find that with with angel energy or is it just with archangel michael
1: Archangel Michael, because he's the chief archangel um, he's probably the bossiest of them all. If I'm actually talking to uh, uh, channeling the energy of Archangel Ariel, Archangel Ariel is about abundance and it's about abundance in love. Messages could be direct. You still feel that warm and fuzzy energy when I'm surrounded by the beautiful pink light. Um, If I'm talking about Archangel Samuel, that is the one that helps you find what you're looking for. And I usually say to people, it will help you find what you're looking for from your car keys that you misplaced to your life purpose. Um, He tends to be a little bit more down the line and saying, okay, fine. If uh, this is what you're looking for to do, this is what the person needs to be able to uh, start doing and the steps to to take. And it's kind of like an instruction manual. One, do this, two, do this. And it, it really depends from me on who I'm actually connecting with
0: ah okay interesting yeah yeah i found that too and and even though my experience has been very direct and clear messages there is always a warmth to the energy i actually feel as if the i i can't really explain it but i can feel the air change when they are around something becomes very still and light has been my experience
1: and it's beautiful because that's exactly what you need to be feeling Um, That's only because you are truly, April, stepping into your flow. And when you step into your own flow, then you're putting no barriers. And all of those are actually coming into play. And you feel and you sense and you smell and you see. And everything becomes truly uh, heightened.
0: Yes, I would 100% agree. Mm. Well, I have loved this interview, and I love talking about the angels because I just feel their presence whenever I talk (laughs) about them. And I really, really love the book. I would love to encourage the listeners. I think you'll get just as much out of it, if not even more, um, from what I got. There was a story in there, and I'll give another tease that we didn't talk about. uh, But Raul also shares a story about how he met his guardian angel, and the guardian angel looked quite differently um, and it's very interesting, but I don't want to give it away because I want to entice you to um, buy the book and read it because that was another story that really warmed my heart. I felt like I could, you know, see your guardian angel with the description that you gave. So that was a, another really great story as well, but I'd also like you to share with our listeners where they can find your information and how, you know, you've written a couple of other books and I know everyone's going to be anxiously awaiting that five deck uh, angel (laughs) card. Um, deck that's coming out. So where can they find you online?
1: Okay, they can directly go on Facebook. Um, You can find me two ways. Raul Angelic Messenger is one of my pages. Or, if you would like to see everything about my books, Raul Estevez Author. Uh, And in Facebook, you find me there. If people would like to purchase my books, they can go to my author's page and hit on the shop now button and it will take you directly to my publisher or otherwise go directly to the publisher au, and go to the bookshop there and you'll be able to see my books amongst many others from beautiful authors that White Light Publishing House has and I look forward to bringing um, not only My Angels Connections the little book for children My Little Angels Talk To Me that has a gorgeous little coloring book and People are loving it. Even adults are buying that book for themselves, which I never thought that that could happen. And it has happened around the world that people are just buying them for them and also to give children. And, of course, the the beautiful deck of cards that is going to come out next year. And as I said, it is, yes, you are going to get in one deck. You're going to be able to use that deck as five different decks.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Raul. I really uh, enjoyed speaking with you, and I do believe that we were angelically connected. Um, I'll I'll tell a quick story, because we have another person that we're going to be interviewing after you, who's also from Australia, also the same publishing company. But one night I was on our Instagram page, and I was just kind of saying a prayer, can you bring me some authors? You know, can we find authors (laughs) with, with books, you know, with other topics that we'd like to talk about? And I don't, again, I don't know how, because the angels probably did it It was divinely guided i came across um the white light publish white light universe it's called white light universal right publishing company and just the logo that they had was beautiful there was an infinity sign and i went onto the page and i was looking at some of the books that they posted i was like oh this is perfect and uh you know your the publisher had given us a couple of recommendations that would fit with our show and you were one of them so that that's how it happened
1: how beautiful, and it's, it's truly angelic synchronicity. And yes, um, Wildlight Publishing House, the overarching or the umbrella company is Wildlight Universals because they got, under Wildlight Universals, Wildlight Publishing House, Wildlight for Humanity, and Wildlight for the Soul. So they're a beautiful company that encompasses all of those three areas. And, uh, and I was forever grateful that Wildlight Publishing House came into my life at the right time at the right place truly angelically guided angelic synchronicity and that's why i waited to publish the books and the cards with a publishing house that will resonate with me really well and uh and i'm really um grateful to them for the opportunities that have afforded me uh, including chatting with you today april
0: Yes, thank you so much, Raul, and much luck. I don't think you're going to need luck, but, you know, I just wish you well with all of your endeavors and keep up the great work. Uh, The world needs it. The world needs you to be that messenger. So thank you again.
1: Thank you so much, April. Um, Sending you so much love, many angel blessings. And as I always say, please remember, believe in angels because they do believe in you
0: great thank you and i hope our listeners enjoyed that podcast and you can find out more about raul in the show notes we will have all of those links available to you for facebook and his website and where you can purchase his books well, I hope you all enjoyed that show and don't forget to sign up for our premium service with over a hundred hours of interviews, as well as our new segments, such as two minute Tuesdays, food for thought Fridays, as well as the virtual book club on Thursdays. All of these extra segments are only available for our premium subscribers. Visit the podcast section of our website at path11productions.com to learn more or to start your subscription for only three ninety nine a month. If you're not interested in a premium subscription, you can still use our smartphone app for both Android and iPhones. Just search for Path 11 in the Google Play App Store, or if on an iPhone, look for Path 11 in the iOS App Store. Of course, you can still catch our latest five interview shows at any time by subscribing to the Path 11 podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and iHeart Radio. If you want more information about our films, visit our website, path11productions.com, to purchase DVDs or to rent and stream each film. You can also find our trilogy of films on iTunes, Amazon Prime, and Gaia.com. Catch you next time.